Hi, I'm Antonio Centeno, and you're listening to the Personal Image System Podcast. Gentlemen, just a quick reminder that all the material here is pulled from the Personal Image System. The Personal Image System is my master level course. I offer it a few times a year. This system is built off of decades of research and development. I also pull in my experience having helped thousands of men dress better as a custom clothier. I also pull in my science background, so we've got this whole science of style section. Gentlemen, the personal image system is action-oriented. It's got an amazing community. It has live training, 100-plus lessons with resource materials, body language, etiquette, manners, bylaws. It has video, audio, guys, scripts out there that you can follow as to how to up your style. I make it simple. Go check it out. You're not going to be disappointed. To learn more about the personal image system, simply type it into Google, it'll pop up, or go over to realmenrealstyle.com and I'll have a banner right there for you where you can just click and learn more about the personal image system. All right, guys, so let's start at the beginning. A lot of you guys reach out to me and everyone's got this question, Antonio, where do I begin? Yes, I know some of you guys are a bit more advanced. Perhaps you've been improving and or you've been dressing well for, for since you were born. You, you came out just well-dressed and uh, you've been making it happen. But I know for a lot of men, that's not the case. For me, that wasn't the case. If I go back, I think actually probably the first time in my life that I really had something custom made or adjusted to fit me was when I got my first Marine Corps dress uniform in Quantico, Virginia. We had this choice. Did you want to go with the PX, which would low price and it would actually, you know, get you the basics of what you need? Or did you want to go to the Marine shop? And the Marine shop was, I, I, it was like 20 or 30% more. It definitely cost more. And a lot of guys because of that, did not go down that path. But maybe because I was flush with money as a young lieutenant, which at the time, looking back, it was probably, I, I don't know if it was the right decision, but it's definitely the decision I made. I, I was like, I want to be taken care of. I don't want to have to think. And maybe that was why I didn't mind paying for that extra service. And I, I admit, I, I, you know, maybe there's nothing to be ashamed of. There, there is nothing to be ashamed of. I got exactly what I wanted. And that's the key. I think for a lot of you guys that are maybe looking at going with a custom tailor, you're maybe looking to go to a luxury menswear store and you're going to pay a bit more, but you're oftentimes going to get exactly what you want. And if you don't, you need to hold yourself or at least, you know, choose to go someplace else because if you're going to pay extra, you do want to get, you know, and that's, I guess I could reserve that for another topic. But today's topic, I want to talk about five the first five steps that you could take. Now, I have to admit, I didn't. These are the first ones that came to the top of my head. I've got entire courses because I don't think it stops at five. I've, I've got a course. It's a 30-day style challenge. That one gets you started in the first 30 days. But to me, style and presenting the best you is something that you need to do on a daily basis. That's why I've got communities that are for motivation because kind of like showering, you need to have a little bit of motivation, I think, daily to be able, because there are going to be times it's a little bit tough to get dressed. But I do think that you can, to get started and to start feeling how, I mean, that that's a key thing. And that's the number one where where you got to start is that feeling, that why, that emotional 
trigger to get you to make the change. And I don't, you need to be honest with yourself of why you want to dress better. And there's a great book out there uh, written by Simon Sinek, Ask Why. I think it's Ask Why. In any case, it's got why in it. And the guy is, I, I've always, he, he's actually a big fan of the United States Marine Corps. He uses a lot of military examples. He's an English guy though. But uh, one thing he talks about, and I saw this in the Air Force, I saw this in the Marine Corps, I saw this in the Navy, guys that have worked with the Army or the Coast Guard or e- even law enforcement is a lot of these guys get into this not because, it's not never because of the money. It's always because they, they really want to serve. They want to do something and be part of something bigger than themselves. And that's, and that's important because if you're going through SEAL training, if you're going through Ranger School, believe me, it's going to suck. And there's some, there's some times that I remember a Marine Corps training that I wanted to quit, but I knew what I was going for. Why this goes to style, let me bring this back. Because as you're making this change, as you're going through, you're going to run into someone's going to say, oh, why are you so dressed up? Are you going for an interview? Or you're going to go out there and you're going to have to say, gosh, is it really, do I want to spend, you know, $200 on this suit? Because I could go, you know, get like four games for my Xbox or whatever it is. You may be, you know, having to weigh this. You need that emotional trigger to say, you know, I'm a young dad and I need to start dressing because my little girl, I want to set the example for. Or maybe you're in your early 30s and you realize, you know, I've spent five years in the IT department and I know my job better than anyone. But I realize that in order to move up in this company, to become a manager, to become someone at a higher level, to go to, you know, Basically, to take it to the next level, I have got to be able to present myself well because I can expect to be in front of customers. I can be expecting not just to work in the IT department, but to be pitching how our IT department can help your bank take it to the next level or can help your consulting firm, you know, reach a worldwide audience. And to do that, it's, they're not going to, you know, I already know my, my, my technology background, my, I'm really strong there. But I've got to be able to instill trust. I've got to be able to show them that, you know, what we're capable of doing. And therefore, I've got to have the right presentation. And guys, when you've got that type of a why, all of a sudden, it's going to make it easier for you to take those actions. You're going to be consistent. And that emotional driver is going to keep you going at times when, yeah, when when you're going to be second guessing yourself. So that's why that why is so important. I I stress it. I've talked about it. You know, I I know we've covered it elsewhere in the podcast, but guys, it all starts with you emotionally involved, with you emotionally committed to taking these steps, to using image to get what you want out of life. And some great ways to reinforce that. One thing I always recommend is to give compliments. Yes, you giving compliments. Because what happens when you start to give compliments, they start to come back to you. And when people compliment you back, even if you've complimented them right before that, it I, I mean, it feels good. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you know, I thanks for noticing. Yeah, this is a new tie. And or, you know, think, yeah, you know, I, I did. I have lost some weight. And maybe you didn't lose some weight, but you actually been going to the gym and you actually got your clothing tailored. And they noticed it even though you lost the weight, you know, five months ago. But the point being is you start to walk a little bit taller. You put your shoulders back. You feel a little bit better about yourself. You pump out your chest and that confidence carries over to the way that people perceive you to maybe all of a sudden, you know, hey, you, you've been up for, you know, or you, you get a promotion and it was like, wow, like I didn't, 
I, I knew I was going to be up for that, but you know, what a great surprise. And it all, all these wins start to build off each other. And it all started, you know, because of this small change, because you made that emotion, you had, you, you had that emotional driver. Okay, guys. So let's go on to number two, which is to seek and find inspiration. So one of the tricks that I use is to go out there and watch movies and pay attention to the style, but find somebody, find some, whether it be a celebrity, musicians actually are some of my favorite examples. You can go back and you can look at old images. You can maybe, maybe it's a politician. Find somebody out there who inspires you. Somebody that is, when you, when you look at the way that they dress and they present themselves, it always it, it embodies what you want to get and what where you want to be with your style. Well, the funny thing here is a lot of guys are resistant to this because they think, well, people are going to be able to tell I'm imitating Justin Timberlake. No, they're not. Nobody is going to notice that you've got five or six outfits which you've stolen from Justin Timberlake or Ryan Gosling or some of the – or maybe, you know – Brad Pitt or George Clooney, whatever, whoever this person may be, no one is going to notice that because those guys actually have stolen it or they oftentimes have a stylist who's getting paid a lot of money and spending their entire time actually putting these outfits together. But they didn't invent those outfits. Simply it worked for them and they wore it and they gave you an example, gave you inspiration to be able to go in there and steal it. And I think I heard this about artists. You know, a, a great, a good artist borrows idea, ideas, but a great artist steals them and makes them his own. Because even if you copy exactly what you see in a magazine, maybe you, you love to follow athletes and you're looking at LeBron James or you're looking at Dwayne Wade, some of these guys that are really got a lot of style. And you're looking at, wow, you know, you, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> you look at his stuff. I mean, Say what you may want about the guy that he's really fashion forward. He's obviously a great basketball player, but his style grabs a lot of attention. And when it comes down to it, he's got the confidence and the guy just owns it. And I'm not saying that, you know, his stuff is for for really too many people, but it, it at least can say, you know, I love the way that he pulled off that hat. I love the way that they're incorporating those casual shoes with that really with that suit. That's amazing. I want to pull that off in my industry. And I know that if I do that, people are going to know, you know, I'm not a suit, but I am a well-dressed man who knows how to wear a suit. And I adjust it. I take the suit and I make it mine. And you may look back at these pictures 10 years from now and say, man, what was I thinking? But I can tell you, I'm never going to, you know, I get people that send me pictures of you know, like, oh, Antonio, isn't this guy, maybe he's going too far. I always respect the guy that at least puts himself out there and experiments and tries to find something because you're going to swing a lot of times and you're going to miss. But if you can find people you're inspired by, you're going to all of a sudden start picking up your favorite, some of these outfits. And even if you directly copy it, you're going to find that you're going to make some adjustment to it and you're going to make it yours. And that's the goal of inspiration is that you are inspired to try new things to be able to bring in possibly something that works so you almost feel like that basically the risk has been removed, but you're able to build your own style from that. Does that make sense? And, And to me still, I have people 
who I'm being inspired by. I always, again, I love going back. Justin Timberlake actually is someone I learn a lot from. I'm very inspired. He's got a very classical background. His father was in the banking industry. So suits are a big part of his wardrobe. At the same time, he's a, he's a creative. He's in the music industry. Uh, he gets into acting. So he understands the power of presentation there. And I see this and I'm like, wow, or, you know, Bruno Mars, another great example, someone that learned a lot from Elvis Presley and is bringing, you know, 50, 60 year old style, Bruce Lee, another guy that if you look back, um, a lot of, I mean, there's just so many great figures out there that you can be inspired by, inspired by Martin Luther King used to be known as Tweety in his younger years because he, he really loved Tweety and he was a very well-dressed man. And you look at, I mean, let's look at Malcolm X. Can you imagine Malcolm X without those glasses? It's amazing how, or Seth Godin, I don't know if you guys are, check him out. He wears these really bright glasses. He's got a bald head. But I mean, he still manages his style, even though his suits never seem to fit him very well. But I think that's all part of his persona. And when you look at that and you realize, wow, I can wear glasses to that effect. All of a sudden you realize that's not something that should, you know, because a lot of guys, you know, when they wear glasses, maybe they're ashamed of it or they don't feel they make them look good or they wish they didn't have to wear them or they move to contacts. But then they realize, wow, I could wear a pair of glasses and no one else in my entire office of 200 people wears glasses and really owns the glasses. And I could use this as a way to stand out because glasses also make you look smarter if you wear them correctly. All right, guys. So that's it with inspiration. Let's go to point number three, purge your wardrobe. So there are those uh, popular movies out there, what, The Purge? I haven't actually ever watched any of them. I think it's a very interesting uh, concept for a movie. Obviously, they've made multiple ones. But let's take it towards your wardrobe. And I'm not saying, you know, you need to do this once a year for 24 hours and just purge out anything with a chainsaw. No, I'm not talking about that. I am talking about, though, maybe once every uh, six months going through, though, and pulling out and throwing in a box everything that you haven't worn for that six-month period, and then putting a date on that box, putting it in the back of your wardrobe. That way you don't feel bad about it. You're not truly throwing it out. You're not truly giving it to a charity at this point. But if you don't open up that box for a year and you look at that date and it says, you know, like 2015, 2014, you may say, you know, I haven't, there's probably a good reason why I haven't opened up that box because I don't need that clothing. And then you can get rid of it. I would say it's better to have less in your wardrobe and for you just to wear it more and, and to really realize that you can get away with a lot less. And if you've just got a few key outfits that you go to and you love the look of, but what I want to avoid is for you to just by default start going back into and wearing the clothing that doesn't make you look good. So you're looking to go through as you're purging to take out clothing that doesn't fit you properly. If it doesn't fit you, it doesn't matter how, you know, what about the design or the overall who made it with the brand, none of that matters. If it doesn't fit you, don't wear it. Now, if it's a little bit too big, you can actually get it adjusted to fit you better and that can go back into the wardrobe. So that you don't necessarily need to purge. But if it's too small or if it's a full one or two sizes too big and it can't get adjusted, and a lot of times, even though you can like a, so clothing that's three sizes too big, you can actually get that adjusted to fit you. 
but it won't look good on you because the proportions will be off. Pockets will be in the wrong places. Uh, the overall size of plackets and uh, of collars, cuffs, all these things on a shirt will just not look correct. If it, if it was actually made for a larger person, especially if it was made correctly, they're supposed to be proportioned correctly. But you also, by purging the wardrobe, you start to identify what do you like to wear? What do you enjoy wearing? And then, so you've gone through that purging process. And then point number four, you develop outfits that are your go-to looks. And there's nothing wrong with a man having uniforms. Many of us that were in the military or other, or, you know, been in law enforcement or anything, or, you know, you're a firefighter, you've got a uniform. And that uniform, think about a firefighter's uniform. He wears it because it works, it protects him, it sends a signal of authority. When a firefighter walks into a room and says, hey, everyone, I need everyone out, people don't question him. They get out. <laughs> I mean, think about that. So you want, depending on what your job is and what your profession is, what your goals are, you want to have a uniform that sends that signal when you walk into that room that, hey, Mike's here to give this presentation and he owns the room. It, you know, So there's nothing wrong with that. And all of a sudden you realize, okay, well, I am wearing button-down shirts and slacks and I really like to go to a vest. I'm not maybe a jacket kind of guy. I'm in a hot weather. I'm maybe a, a traveling photographer. And so you realize, well, maybe I should invest in a few more vests. Maybe I should be looking to spend a little bit more money on my dress shirts because I'm working in hot weather. I should probably get something that wicks away moisture, that's very breathable, still has a long sleeve because I need to be able to give a professional look. That's what the, uh, you know, the bride and the groom at a wedding when they're paying me thousands of dollars expect. On the other hand, this is work gear and I need to, you know, so, so you work on those outfits that you actually use. On your off time, you realize, you know, I do enjoy polos. And so you build up a collection of polos and you find that t-shirts in general start to fall out of your wardrobe. And maybe there's a certain style of shorts, a certain type of shorts, and all of a sudden you develop certain outfits, which are your go two outfits. And that was, you know, I want to stress that on point number four is that there was an, I think it was down in Australia, guy wore the same suit every day on television for a year. Nobody noticed. One of the reasons we avoid actually having like go-to outfits and go-to looks is we think people are going to remember. If you keep it simple, so one of the things, keep the pat keep the colors muted, keep the patterns muted, keep it very simple. I'm a big fan of blues, whites, and browns for most men. Some guys may want to bring in blacks and grays as well. Uh, don't go for anything too outlandish. If you're wearing a shirt, maybe wearing a pair of shoes that every time you wear them, they always get a compliment. Uh, and it's people remember particular details about them. That's probably, it's, it's a great piece. It, it maybe builds up your confidence, but it may not be intercha interchangeable because it's too memorable. What you want is something that just makes you look good and people can't necessarily place their finger on why you look so good. It, except that overall the the outfit looks great. And that's what we're going for is an overall great looking outfits. And once you develop two, three, five outfits like this, all of a sudden, and this takes us to point number five, you start to realize there are key pieces that you want to invest in and there's nothing wrong with having multiples. And this is all of a sudden you start having you really start developing that interchangeable wardrobe. So I cover the interchangeable wardrobe elsewhere. It's a big topic. Uh, but what I would say is that an interchangeable wardrobe, I like to divide it into three parts. So if you 
go back to geology, if you remember the earth, it's got the inner core, the outer core, and the mantle. And I always like to look at a man's wardrobe as something like that. You really want to focus in on that inner core, those items that you go to all the time. I discovered that navy long sleeve button down shirts were one of my go-to items. I probably have that type of shirt in about five to six different brands. I've got three or four custom shirts like that. I know uh, from companies like Suit Supply and Ministry of Supply, I've probably got two from Ministry of Supply that I love like that. I've got about five from Suit Supply that I love like that, made from various weights, from different uh, types of weaves and materials, but they're all navy button downs. And you may be saying, hey, was that all you were, Antonio? No, it's not. But I would definitely say I always have at least four or five in my closet that depending on the weather, depending on the day, I always can go to that and it's like a default and that's really nice versus me defaulting to a t-shirt. I can always default to this look that I know is great. I can wear it around town and that's the thing is it's almost like your everyday wear, you're figuring out a way to take it up. And for you, it may be a white polo. For you, it may be maybe a navy uh, Henley. I, I don't know what it's going to be. Oftentimes it depends on the weather, but this is how you, all of a sudden you start to develop a better look. It may be something that you make an upgrade. And when we talked about purging, you may have gotten rid of a lot of your old jeans, and, you know, especially the, the baggy carpenter style in, in lighter colors. And you start to bring in something that fits you a bit better, maybe made from a darker wash denim. And you realize, wow, that's incredibly interchangeable. It becomes almost something that's in many of my outfits. And then you realize when you go out shopping that if that's the case, you don't mind you identify it as a key piece and when you go out there, you buy, When you, let's say Levi's may be your brand, maybe you get into Lee, uh, maybe you like uh, Mott, and, Mott and Bow or Mott and Bow. Uh, I always mispronounce those guys. Good company. I've got some of their jeans as well. But Mott and Bow, you end up getting three pairs, four pairs, five pairs. You take advantage of one of their deals and you realize, you know, I really like their lightweight feel. I like the overall look of these. And I know that it's just something I want as a default pair. So if one's in the laundry, two's in the laundry, I always want one pair there, uh, right there on my shelf so I can be able to grab them. Plus, I realize that if you have, and I've noticed this with shirts and with suits, is that whenever you can rotate through them, they're actually going to last longer. I'm a big fan of owning less and wearing that clothing into the ground, but I also enjoy actually not having to spend a lot of time going out there shopping. Yes, even though you know I, I talk about this stuff, I don't like spending time going out shopping. So when I find something that works, I have no problem. And I'm in my, you know, I'm 40 at this point, um, having three or four pairs of the same item Simply because, you know, when it comes to jeans or even shoes, I've got two pairs of a, a very similar style simply because I know that I love them and it would really make me sad if I tore those jeans or if I really somehow ruined a pair of one of my favorite boots from uh, J.L. Roca. Um, I, I've got two pairs of them now and it simply is, it just makes my life easier, makes it more convenient and I, I love it because I can get out there and simply dress well rolling out of bed, going into the shower, and my clothing is laid out, and boom, there it is. All right, guys, so hopefully that gives you an idea of where to start. Five really simple tips, and I will, I hit this at the very beginning. This is a bonus one. Surround yourself with a community, a supportive community. It comes back to the why, helps to reinforce the why. I've talked about, you know, how motivation is kind of like showering. You need a little bit, I think, every day or at least every week. Some of you guys maybe go every other day without showering, but uh, the point being, 
is you want you need to be able to rejuvenate that. So that's it, guys. Go check out some of the older podcasts. You know I've put out some great information. And you can always reach out to me over at Real Men Real Style if you've got some suggestions. I've got a great contact form there. And, uh, you know, we've got a what, free Facebook community. So that's always a great place where you can find me and ask me some questions directly. And uh, that's it. All right, guys, if you'd like more information, go over to realmenrealstyle.com forward slash episode 26. Over there, I'm going to go in. I'm going to have the full show notes uh, with each of the five points. I'm also going to link over to all the uh, things I talked about here so that you can expand that. You can take this information and act on it. And that's key, guys. I want you to be able to take this information and make it happen. Interested in learning more about how style can increase your earning power, help you command respect, and come off as more attractive? Guys, I've got two options for you. First, check out the personal image system. I've got a science of style section. It's action-oriented. It's got an amazing community, live training, and 100-plus lessons with resource material. Or check out Realman Real Style. Guys, I've got a free app over there that has some of the world's best infographics built right into it. It's got a thousand plus free videos and articles. Also, we've got free eBooks, free courses. I've even got a free consultation system where you can enter a little bit of information about yourself and we spit out a personalized video for you. Guys, that's it. I'll see you in the next episode.